codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 322 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, and your weekly report on all things Star Trek, recorded live on Thursday, June 15th, 2017, and available for download or streaming on Monday, June 19th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. I'm Kenna. And I'm Tony. All right, Tony, why don't we jump right in? Tell us what we've got in store this week. This week we are trekking out an interview with Star Trek Discovery producer Alex Kurtzman, who has uh, some things to say that should get fans excited. We've also got a few collector's items coming out soon that you might be interested in. In Star Trek Online news, there's a new way to launch STO that could earn you some free swag, and the winner of the official screenshot contest has been announced. Later, Jace is here with another Treklet 101. And of course, as always, before we wrap up the show, we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Speaking of hailing frequencies, those are really always open, and you can reach out to us via email at incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on Twitter at PriorityOnePod, or via Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast. We love to hear from you throughout the week, and we try to include as many of your submissions as we can. Thanks again to all our Patreon supporters that make this show possible from week to week. Because of your support, the servers stay on, the power keeps flowing, and the team keeps producing. Please help us improve the show by considering a financial contribution via our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash priority one. Now, let's check out the latest news from the Star Trek multiverse. I don't know. Then let's check it out. Last week, Paramount Pictures' reboot of the Mummy franchise hit theaters, starring actors Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe, and Star Trek Beyond's Sofia Boutella. Behind the camera and directing the film was Alex Kurtzman, who is also writing for and producing Star Trek Discovery, set to debut on CBS All Access in the fall and Netflix throughout the globe. When asked about Brian Fuller's influence on the show, Kurtzman replied, quote... Absolutely his footprints are left on the show. We sat down, we figured out how we're going to take what we can have of you and continue that through not only this season of Trek, but hopefully set things up that are coming in the next season. Much of what's there in terms of story and certainly in terms of setup character, big ideas, the big movement of the season, that's all stuff that Brian and I talked about. End quote. When asked a few general questions like, what do you want to tell people who are excited or nervous about the show? Kurtzman had this to say, quote, All I'm going to say now is that you're talking about a show that's been written by a room full of fans who all have very different relationships to Trek, and I think that's healthy, and it's a good thing. They love different aspects of Trek, and we're really, really excited with how the scripts are going. The scripts are going great. We postponed our schedule because the truth is we did not want to put something out there that was subpar. And as the vision expanded it, we started feeling like we weren't going to be able to deliver the scope and scale that was on the page. End quote. He goes on to praise CBS for their support in delaying the release of Star Trek Discovery. As the interview went on, Collider asked if fans of Star Trek were expressing interest in directing an episode. According to Kurtzman, quote, Not only fans, but actors. So many actors are fans. So many. We literally got a list of them that were like, here are the people who said they wanted to be on Star Trek. It was awesome. End quote. He goes on to tease that there might just be a few Easter eggs sprinkled throughout the show. Lastly, when asked about pushing the boundaries of storytelling via Star Trek, for instance, addressing social, political, religious subjects, Kurtzman had this to say, quote, It would be foolish of us to not only ignore it, but not to take advantage of the fact that that's how people are consuming stories, and they're hungrier for more complicated stories. What would have been a taboo subject 10, 15 years ago is now everywhere, and that's a beautiful thing. End quote. Now, Captains, this is a lengthy interview with a lot of information to digest, so we encourage you to read through it, and links, of course, will be in the show notes. So, 
you know, there's not a lot in here regarding Discovery that needs to be digested. I think that mm -hmm. these are a lot of similar themes that we've heard. I mean, the biggest takeaway, that what really kind of perked my interest, was that we may actually get some interesting cameos. We might mm -hmm. get some, some, you know, Star Trek alum sprinkled throughout the series in one way, shape, or form. That's pretty, that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't limit it to that, though. I'm pretty sure that we're going to see lots of people just sort of wandering in and out. It won't be just Star Trek right. people. There'll be, there'll be other, other cameos coming in, too. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if it was more heavily geared towards non-Star Trek people, given the length and breadth and reach of the J.J. slash Orsi class uh, slash Kurtzman Network. For example, you know Greg Grunberg's going to show up in there somewhere. I mean, he's going to be the second ensign from the left, uh, you know, transporter operator guy. He's he's showing up for sure. Um, you know, uh, other people that have been in uh, Lost or, or or whatever, they'll be in there too. The Fringe. Right. I mean, they'll, they'll be they'll be Ooh. people coming in. I would love my Olivia. You know what I liked about this? Actually, reading it through is that there's a real sense of excitement, which is something that we haven't really had a lot of. It's been. Um, it's the, the the stuff that's come out previously has felt a little apologetic or a little cold, you know, coming from say Les Moonves um, or um, some of the other actors who maybe don't know exactly the scope of everything that's going on. I enjoyed reading a, a statement from a producer who is clearly extremely excited about what's going on and has an, a tremendous amount of faith in what's going on. It's got me excited. If only it wasn't Kurtzman. That's the thing too. Is is <laughs> all right. You you brought it up, Tony. Because I did. I did. In full knowledge. Because the Mummy has gotten horrible yeah. reviews. Yeah. I mean, that bombed, bombed really badly, and he directed it. Mm. Um, sure, there's a a team full of writers who are fans of Star Trek, but it just I feel like there are people put in key places other than Nicholas Meyer. Okay, okay, phew, okay. Well, maybe All just right. shouldn't be right. there. I was going to panic for a while there, Elijah, but but now I, you, you, hit my, you hit my calm down button. Okay, you said, you said the magic words. I'm calm Like, again. I don't know. I, there's no other name in the list of creatives that I'm, like, really excited to have, right? Brian Fuller was the one. Mm -hmm. And Nicholas Meyer. Kirsten Bayer is involved in and contributing and working on a tie-in novel for Discovery. Mm -hmm. So that's another pretty good name to have. But we haven't heard much about her since Star Trek Missions New York. So, you know, it's like it's like it's just the wrong I feel like it's the wrong people in the wrong spots and and they can't seem to get the right people in the more important spots. Okay, see now you made me nervous. I was all excited. Now I'm nervous because you pointed out, you know, strictly speaking, we're we're really big Star Trek fans. I don't really think that we could write <laughs> Star Trek Discovery, so now I'm nervous. the The problem is, is that Kurtzman is a producer, right? It, I mean, that's that's kind of how he was in, and he's and he's been the writer. The writer has to answer to the director and the producer, and to some extent, the actors who fiddle with their words on stage and you know say my character doesn't do that or this is what I'd like to say instead. You know, I mean, there's. The writer has most of the say, but not the final say. There's also the people that do, like, the screenplay or the teleplay, right? They're the ones that finally do the last pass to make the writing fit what's going on with the show. So that's like a less responsible sort of position. If he's in that position of power, the writers are taking direction from him, and I'm not entirely sure that he's got a firm grip on what direction that needs to go. I'm hoping that Nick Meyer also has a lot of input on that and that everyone listens to the old, you know, uh, gray-haired wise man who has twice over saved the Star Trek franchise and hopefully can do it again for the third time as long as he's the one that's sort of the guiding wisdom here. Can I, you know, I, I want to take a moment and talk about Nicholas Meyer because there's a part of me that wonders is he really a fan of star trek no because sometimes when right exactly because when you listen to him talk about star trek he has this kind of laissez-faire Meyer has a very laissez-faire attitude towards yep. the franchise towards the franchise not towards the story not towards the series right. not towards the right. production but right. towards star trek it's like right. he took Sherlock Holmes, right? Beloved character. Everyone loves him. But he said, you know what? Here's what I see, and I'm going to go to it. It's true to the original. 
right? right. But it's right. not the original. It takes right. it a different direction, but it's mm-hmm. but it, it rings true. And Star Trek II was way different than the series. Way different. But it rang true because he got the characters, he got the people, and he got the relationships in the world. And right. that, right. again, Nick Meyer. Nick Meyer. Nick Meyer. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Nicholas Meyer has, you know, a much more threaded involvement in the production of, of Discovery. And hopefully Alex Kurtzman is not directing any episodes. <laughs> we didn't see that. We didn't see that when we covered that on the IMDb. Yeah, we didn't we see did that in not. the list. But, there, but well, and he said, and we noticed uh, when we talked about it last week or the week before, not everything has been announced yet. So... Right. Anywho, Captains, that's about it for Discovery News. Now, for those of you who are collectors, we have a few things that might interest you. Well, if you're a fan of visual art and Star Trek, then you'll be excited to learn that November 7th, a new book titled The Art of Star Trek, The Kelvin Timeline, will debut and it's providing an in-depth look at the art behind the Star Trek trilogy of films set in the Kelvin Timeline. Included is never-before-seen concept art and designs, along with interviews with some of the key people involved in reimagining the franchise. It's on pre-order at Amazon.com right now for $39.95 US dollars. Our affiliate link will be in the show notes. And remember, if you purchase with our link, it is at no additional cost to you. Amazon is who gives us the financial kickback thanks to your support. If you plan on attending San Diego Comic-Con this year, be sure to stop by Diamond Select's booth for a limited edition 14-inch long orange Enterprise. It's inspired from the very quick shot in Star Trek III when the Enterprise plummets to its doom into the sunset on the Genesis planet. This completely orange ship is battle damaged and will set you back 65 bucks. That's battle damage to your wallet. Uh, But uh, only 400 of these have been made, so grab them while you can. I really, really want that. It's so cool. Have you seen it? I looked at the picture in the link. No, thank you. It's so weird. It's so weird and random. You're looking at it, you're going, why is it orange? And it doesn't... But I want it. I fancy myself... A collector. I fancy myself, you know, like there are certain franchises and toys that I really like and I collect and I'll, you know, keep, I still have things in boxes. One, one thing that I don't like and never invest in are like battle damage things, right? Like this <laughs> orange enterprise. You, like I remember growing up as a kid with Batman, Batman Returns, it was, mm-hmm. the, and then Batman Forever and whatever. You had like ice, ice Batman. He had like a, a, plastic white shield that went over his body to protect him from Mr. Freeze. I never liked those. I Give me the original Batman with a cape and cowl in a black suit. Like, Give me that. That's all I want. See, the thing that, that appeals to me about this is that I guess it's a little bit like that, but for me it kind of, um, it, hits a, it hits a moment and it, it, it sort of explodes in my brain into all of the stuff that happened before and after it. So I kind Wait. of... What? Wait, you saw this movie? Oh, for... <laughs> Shut up, of course I did. I only slept through no. the first one. Yeah, Star Trek anyway. 3 was all right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, but it's 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 the the reason I like it is because I, in Star Trek Four, because they've got the it's the bird of prey, isn't it? That they've got, mm. um, and and it's directly as a result of not having the Enterprise anymore, and it's a, it, it, it. I love it. I love the concept of it, and it's so bizarre that they chose that. It's quite bizarre. It's it's a really weird choice because it is bright orange. And other product news, you'd think this was the promenade. While you're at it, sign up for QMX's email mailing list to be notified when their one-sixth scale captain's chair from the original series Enterprise becomes available for just $129. But don't forget, this doesn't come with the captain himself. You'll have to spend an additional $200 for a one-sixth Captain Kirk. This is a functional replica insofar that it's got a lot of great detail, four different lights and sounds... A swivel base, so he can swivel. swing around in his chair. And it can be powered by USB or three AAA batteries. Neither batteries nor USB cables are included. BT dubs. Hey, I'm trying to figure out exactly how big this is, because one-sixth Captain Kirk is roughly what? It's like a 12-inch, 11-inch, 12-inch. Yeah, so it's a foot. So basically, I could totally 
put Barbies in the captain's yes. chair. You can, you can is the way Is the way I read this. For $129, your Barbie can be captain of the Enterprise. Yeah, just, we actually, my daughter at the, one of those, at the last Star Trek convention we went to bargained for a, a Barbie set. And nice. that is exactly, it, it's a Star Trek Barbie set. And so, one six Captain Kirk can hang out with random officer male in a yellow shirt guy and Lieutenant nice. Barbie in the red miniskirt. Uh, he could totally have a crew uh, and they could fight over the chair. I like it. Entertainment Earth is also getting in on the San Diego Comic-Con action with a 14-inch TOS Spock bobblehead priced at just $24.99. But not only does his head bobble, but he speaks. This little collector's item delivers six of Spock's most iconic catchphrases like Ileological, fascinating, and of course, live long and prosper. And finally, if you are into making your own toys, then you can now 3D print your own full-size one-to-one scale replica of a Mark 3A and Mark 3B phaser rifle. You can even add functioning lighting effects. Links to the 3D files will be included in the show notes. And a big thanks to at Clint underscore Matos for sharing this with us via Twitter. So that's it for the news throughout the Star Trek multiverse. Now, let's find out what happened this week in Star Trek Online News. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. Well, Captains, welcome once again to STO News, where we bring you up to speed on the latest goings-on in Star Trek Online. And some other Star Trek games thrown in there from time to time as well. First up this week, there's a new way to launch Star Trek Online that could earn you some awesome hardware. That's right. Star Trek Online has joined up with the gaming accessories company Razer in their paid-to-play program. Launch Star Trek Online through the Razer Cortex system, and doing so will earn you Z-Silver as you play. Saving up Z-Silver will let you earn a variety of Razer items, including hardware and even Razer Store credit. But be mindful that you only get three Z-Silver per minute, and the items run into the tens and hundreds of thousands to buy. For example... of Razer Store credit will cost you 10,000 Z Silver or 50 hours of gameplay. Or the Razer Black Widow Chroma version 2 keyboard will cost you 220,000 Z Silver or over 1,200 hours of gameplay or 50 days nonstop. Oh, and there's a cap of 900 Z Silver per day. So that Chroma keyboard... The earliest you can get it is after 245 days of gameplay. At a cap of five hours per day. Right. That's a lot of days. Yeah, so personally, I'm not 100% convinced that this is going to be worth using. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty big ask. You have to earn a lot to actually be able to buy anything in the store. The one thing that does look good, or intriguing at least, is because uh, I downloaded this this afternoon. I had to play around with it. The Razer Cortex system auto-detects any of the games, any of the sort of uh, eligible games that you have on your system, and it claims to have a built-in game capture built in within the software. So I haven't tried that out. I'm always looking for a new game capture system because the one I use is kind of rubbish. So I will try that out. Um, but other than that, I am not really... I'm not convinced. Isn't this just like Arc or Steam or... Hey, guys. Yeah. Why are you poo-pooing on free money? B- because no- money it's is not, not free. free. And that was going to be free. my next question is, okay, yeah. that's nice, what is Razer getting out of it that is making... Data. Yeah, data. it's data. Because yeah. otherwise they're not... I mean, I guess it might be a bit of free publicity if you're sharing and it's got a little Razer, I don't know, icon or something on it. But generally speaking, they, they appear to be giving it away, especially because some of the things that you can buy are literally store credit. So you can buy $10, $20, Five dollars, even of of their store credit, or even credit towards particular items, using this stuff that you earn for free, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense from a you know business perspective, unless they're getting something back materially from it. And that's what I was trying to figure out: is 
who pays for it? Well, we do with our data. I, I recognize the, the need for privacy. I know several Star Trek Online players who are using Raptor that monitors your gameplay and the time you spend in game and then shares that on social media. So-and-so just spent five hours playing Star Trek Online or whatever. So I'm usually the naysayer here. So I'm really confused. This is... This, throws me for a loop but <laughs> but there's but, free stuff involved so you can't yeah, possibly it's, resist it's 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 like you know i don't it's not like i play a lot right it's not like i'm playing forever now even though there's a daily cap and it'll take me 245 days to get a mechanical keyboard that's if you play the maximum amount every day you gotta play right five hours if, a day. it's unlikely that someone like me will reap that benefit mm-hmm. but there are players players that listen to the show who play for five hours a day yeah Sure. So you get a little bit of extra points in your pocket to then purchase a product. Now, I'm going to say this, and we're not getting any kickback from Razer or anybody, but the <laughs> Razer Naga mouse, mm-hmm. the mouse that has the number pad on, on the side, will change your life when it comes to playing MMOs. I cannot log into Star Trek Online, or any other MMO for that matter, without a mouse that has a number pad on its side. I'm telling you, it is worth the investment, whether you earn it through the point system or whether you buy it outright or find it on sale. The Razer Naga, the, a mouse with a number pad on the side will change the way you play massively multiplayer online role-playing games. It's phenomenal. So that brings us to this week's community question, and it's a short one. How do you launch Stowe? If any of you are starting to think that the screenshots and the loading screens in-game are getting a bit stale, have no fear. The results of the Star Trek Online screenshot contest have been announced and we're getting 20 new screenshots added soon, TM. From the over 2,100 screenshots submitted, the Cryptic team have narrowed it down to just the 20 best. And if you'd like to see them for yourself before you see them in-game, we'll leave a link to the announcement in our show notes. There's a nice gallery there where you can view all the winners in glorious high def. There are a couple of updates to both PC and console patch notes that it's worth pointing out this week. On PC last week, we reported that the PVEQ Kitimer in Stasis was disabled until further notice. And notice was had this week. Kitimer in Stasis is now fixed and back live. There were also a few bugs with the summer event on PC, mostly to do with the new Taylor options and the new biathlon race. It looks like those have all been fixed now, so if you were having issues before, you might find it's a smoother experience now. Moving on to console patch notes, there was an issue for some captains who were unable to log into their characters if they'd logged out while on Risa. As a fix, any players who log out while their character is on Risa will be returned to orbit. So, if you're logging in to do your daily, don't worry. You'll just need to beam down again to carry on. And before we move on from Star Trek Online news, a special announcement. This coming Saturday, the 24th of June, the Priority One Armada is continuing its celebration of its fourth year anniversary by holding two special events. First up will be a Shark Tank event. Members will board their shuttlecraft and band together to take out one of the senior staff in a Tier 6 ship. We have over 695 million EC worth of prizes just for this event. The final event will be the Intergalactic Grand Prix. Members will take to their starships and race across the galaxy. The prize pool for that event is 541 million EC. If you'd like to take part in these events, then simply head over to PriorityOneArmada.com and sign up today. And finally, in other gaming news... Now that Star Trek Timelines is available through Steam, I've managed to get into the beta to try it out. So far, I've managed to crash it in a few different ways, but on the whole, I'm enjoying it much more on my PC than on my old knackered out iPad. But I want to hear from you guys. Have you snagged yourself a beta key and maybe are trying it out for the first time? Or are you an old iOS player making use of the cross-platform account features? Send me an email at incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com or reply to the blog post for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash PO322. Well, that's it for this week in Star Trek Online News. Now over to Jace with another Trek Lit 101. Hello, Captains. This is Jace with the latest edition of Trek Lit 101. Long-time listeners may recall that last April I reviewed Mad Magazine's Star Blech. 
a full-length spoof published in December of 1967, poking fun at what was still a very new TV series. I mentioned then that technically Starblech was even the second ever Star Trek comic, after Gold Key's Star Trek No. 1 in July of that same year. Gold Key didn't release a second issue until early 1968, but continued publishing Trek comics all the way up to 1979. So these comics ran from the very early days of the original series, clean up to the motion picture. Well, this month we'll take a look at IDW's Gold Key 100-page Spectacular, collecting issues 1, 8, and 14 from the early years of this vintage Star Trek series, plus a retrospective essay by Joseph Baranato, editor of New Life and New Civilizations, exploring Star Trek comics, among other works. Let me start off by saying this. Early Gold Key is a real trip. The first issues had very little to work with other than some production stills, the series writer's bible, and some input from Gene Roddenberry. When the first issue was written and sent to print, no one involved had yet seen an episode of Star Trek at all. Even in the third issue collected here, number 14 from 1972, there are still no signs, for example, of Ahura or Chekhov. Not to mention some well-known and beloved oddities like the Enterprise nacelles shooting flames out the back. Issue number one in this collection, The Planet of No Return, is a typical Enterprise mission. They're exploring another galaxy and finding it completely lifeless so far. Wait a minute, another galaxy? Yep, and the next issue is even in a different galaxy yet. Moving right along. We then proceed to some use of the TV scanner before they prepare to explore a Kelly Green planet, thus dubbed Planet KG, of course, and we get a look at Dr. McCoy's guinea pigs. Yes, Captain's literal guinea pigs, as in the rodent. Apparently, he does animal experimentation, or else maybe like Dr. Phlox, derives some medicinal substance from them. Frankly, I don't even want to know. I won't go through all the nuts and bolts of this adventure, but suffice it to say, like any good Imperial encounter with a Xenos world, it ends with Inquisitor Spock purging the planet in the fires of Exterminatus. Good times. Issue number eight, The Youth Trap, is not, in fact, a sequel or spin-off film featuring Patty Duke, but the saga of our intrepid crew being used as guinea pigs. Guinea pig? Guinea pigs again? It's a theme. By aliens attempting to master the powers of life and death with an age-reducing ray. The captain's log is seen here in the form of a handwritten hardcover journal, and the Enterprise is in desperate need of some new Zututanium filaments, without which, of course, the engines won't operate. My favorite part of this story is, spoiler alert, when Kirk turns the de-aging ray back on the villain of the piece, which is accompanied by a fantastic panel by artist Alberto Giolitti, I have rarely seen such an angry, offended-looking baby. The final issue collected here, number 14, The Enterprise Mutiny, comes even closer to being a full-blown Star Trek story, though not all the pieces are in place yet, as previously mentioned. Still, there's no mention of other galaxies, Sulu actually appears, and the trinity of Kirk, Spock, McCoy seems in full swing. Nonetheless, we still have supernatural space monsters grabbing the Enterprise out of some kind of maelstrom, and Klingons that look basically like bald cavemen, but can also somehow perfectly disguise themselves as specific Enterprise crew members? So there's work to be done. It does end with a great Kirk and Spock moment that you can easily imagine closing out a real TOS episode, which in turn acts as a great finale to the trio of issues collected here. A fun romp overall, and a great selection to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Gold Key's Star Trek number 1. I give it my recommendation, just consider yourself forewarned. The essay at the back of the volume is excellent as well. It does give some additional context to these classic stories. And as with most of IDW's collections, there is a gallery of the original covers, which is especially interesting here. That's all for this month's TrekLit 101. Now let's open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. And thanks again to Jace for this month in TrekLit 101. Captains, this is now the part of the show where we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Episode 321's community question was, well, we didn't actually have a community question, but... 
That didn't stop our listeners from keeping the conversation going. And we love you for it. Via Twitter, at Matt Lee, brilliant episode of Mission Log Pod with Priority One Pod and at Women at Warp. Great additions to the Roddenberry community. Thank you, Matt Lee. Very much appreciated. We hope you enjoy your experience with Priority One Podcast. From the Star Trek Online forums, Tyler Maxwell said, Hey, P1 gang. Hearing that Nick Meyer might be working on something else in Trek sounds interesting, but I doubt that it's a TV show, given all of the issues CBS has had with making the one they have already. Why the heck would they compound on that with another one? Then again, TV people logic doesn't always make sense to the rest of us. Hashtag silent majority. From Twitter, Tim Massing says, Thanks to episode number 46 of Engage, the official Star Trek podcast with Priority One, I started playing Star Trek Online and love it. Like, Okay, so a piece of feedback like that really hits me at my heart because that is just, my mind is blown that we were, we were able to represent Star Trek Online in such a way that enticed someone to actually try the game mm. and then on top of that loves it. I mean, I am so very grateful for that piece of feedback um, and really just like, I, I know you're going to make fun of me, but it really is humbling that, that Priority <laughs> One is... Yeah. It, Cryptic like, ought to send you a postcard now. They should yeah. send me 250 postcards. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of postcards. <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it it's just awesome. It really is so awesome. And like, I, it's like it, it brings a tear to my eye that, that, that people listen to the show and they enjoyed what they heard. And they and you enjoy what you hear from week to week. So so thank you so much for that feedback, Tim. I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you. And from Twitter, Rob George Kramer tweeted us: discovered the show today while tearing asbestos. Listened to two episodes. Loved it. Great stuff. Helped me through the day. And you need um, it when you're tearing asbestos. No I kidding. Mean, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, what you, a what a that. like not that fun thing to do. So. Thanks, Rob, and uh, thanks for joining us. Whatever we can do to make the day go by a little faster. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And via Twitter, we have a little bit of a back-and-forth conversation, including Heather Ray of Shore Leave, the podcast. Enjoyed at Five-Year Mission and at Priority One Pod today. Hashtag Star Trek, to which Matt Hansen replied, Do you recommend both? Seems like lately, Trek fans have become a little too snarky and self-deprecating towards Trek, so thought I'd ask. Heather then graciously replied, I do. At Priority One Pod is focused on Star Trek Online, but does a Trek news segment. And at the five-year mission is fun. Neither bash Trek. Then Jocelyn chimed in with, seconded on both accounts. I don't even play Star Trek Online, and I still enjoy at Priority One Pod. To which Heather then replied, I love listening to them. Great voices. Great voices for podcasting. And thank you very much for that feedback, Heather. We do appreciate it. Well, yes, thank you, Heather. That's very encouraging as I bump my microphone. <laughs> Heather, muchísimas gracias por su soporte de primer prioridad. Y Jocelyn, también, muchísimas gracias por siempre estar con nosotros cada semana en el chat via Facebook.com. Well, Matt, we hope you enjoyed all those shows that were listed there, and we hope that you continue to listen to us week to week. Yeah, you guys, it's really, really fun when we get new listeners, um, especially when we get a little bit of feedback, because the reason we do this is because we totally love Trek, and we love Star Trek Online, and we love the comic books, and we love all that nerdy, Trekky, geeky stuff. We just want to share it with everybody, so I'm, I'm glad that you guys are here and having fun. From PriorityOnePodcast.com, Sean Newboy commented, Fun show, everyone. Thanks for the hard work. Can I just give a shout-out to Sean Newboy? Because he comments every single episode. Except every, when he's on vacation. Except when he's on vacation. Mm -hmm. Every single one. And it's it's wonderful. It's delightful. And I personally, Sean Newboy, appreciate your commenting on every episode. I think Absolutely. it's great. Thank you. And I got frequency, too. <laughs> and again, via Twitter, Blake Young wrote in, Priority One Podcast featured on my Play Arc Games client. Awesome. Hashtag Star Trek Online. Hashtag podcasting. Hashtag Star Trek. Yeah, that's right, Blake. We're very grateful to community manager Mike Fadum for, uh, for getting that done for us. So excited to be able to be featured on the front page for our interviews that happen now about monthly with Cryptic Studios developers. So I'm glad that you saw us on the art client. 
And uh, finally, from our title it Tuesday, Russell Thomas uh, captioned our picture of uh, a few uh, Priority One podcast crew at the uh, transporter booth in uh, Star mm-hmm. Trek Las Vegas. And uh, he, he, he mined a quote from Star Trek motion picture from the, uh, from the transporter operator at the space station in Earth orbit. What we've got back didn't live long, fortunately. Oh, see, since I slept through that film, I actually thought that might have been that bit from uh, from Galaxy Quest when they beam up the uh, the thing. And <laughs> no, that's like, the homage oh, to that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the salute to that. That's yeah. And then it exploded. Yeah, the the tone of the Galaxy Quest scene was a little different from the tone in the Star Trek one. Ah, yeah. See, I understand that picture. That picture was actually me and Doctor Hurt and Mark. On the right. transporter pad, I can't remember exactly why we were going, ah, but it was because um, you were. I think I think, I think we were uh, having a transporter accident. Yeah, I think it was the homage to to yeah. the transporter accident. Yeah, yeah. And captains, we mentioned a few other podcasts throughout feedback this week, including Heather Ray's Shore Leave, which can be found on the Tricorder Transmissions Network at tricordertransmissions.com. Be sure to check those out because they cover all the necessary convention news. That happens throughout the year. And a big shout out to Jocelyn for posting that in the Facebook chat during the live recording of this episode on Facebook.com forward slash Priority One Podcast. So you had so you had uh, you had a comment last in last week's episode about oh, why don't we do See, I'm listening to your shows. I'm current. <laughs> He's well, caught up. Hold on, He's caught up. <laughs> you had a comment as to why we, you know, as far as the, the captain's table. Um, and what was well, oh, yeah, uh, what was the, what was the suggestion for the captain's table? I actually really liked it. Oh, putting oh, the, uh, the, the story the blogs. Yeah, the story yeah, put story yeah I was going to bring that up. I, I think that was a good idea. I I, I don't know what the but, but um, uh, why don't we do let you sell discounts in the captain's t- buy something for sell something for a bonus in the captain's table or something or buy things for discounts because uh and i think tony was it tony or was it someone else who suggested who if said, it was smart i said it oh, yeah well it, 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 i'll leave you to judge um, you know, the, 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 that's been a suggestion before and the actual reason is as soon as we do that then people are going to say, ah, now I have to go to the captain's table all the time to sell something. Just let me do it from anywhere if I have that, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm a gold Lifetime member. or gold. Yeah, uh, because then it, because all of a sudden uh, it turns, it's, it turns from a, a uh, from a, from a, from an advantage to, to something that you're entitled to. Yeah, but you really, know. Oh, I have to go there all the time when I want to sell my stuff and I don't want to do that. You know, but so, you know why they're going to complain about that now is because you you allowed for like high end trading to happen on ships because when the game first released yeah exchange was limited to certain areas Exchanges, and so was crafting right and so was and so was queues so queues, you used to have to go to the physical location to go to the queue so yeah so we've kind of moved away from making you have to go places towards convenience of just doing it on your ship and so if we go and do that on in the captain's table then people will kind of want that um mm. so we've kind of avoided doing things that require you like that it's uh it's because it's just i know what those are the those are the complaints going to be but i like so, the idea of putting the stories in there so what about both though what if idea. you see what if what if the captain's table was <sighs> yeah all right sure so you so you kind of limit and you pigeonhole yourself given that the precedence has been to allow for trading and all these things yeah. to happen elsewhere. But the captain's table could be like a, a new social zone for, for for people who have donated or spend the money it in a game. It's always supposed I mean, to be a social zone, but I don't think it's very good. But no one ever goes my, there. I gotta get my social. power cable from because this because this this takes a lot of this takes a Juice. lot of battery. It went from twenty percent to ten percent in this conversation. So I gotta find uh, I gotta get my power cable. Well, now you know how we feel every week. So who'd you have? Who'd you have? Uh, who'd you have, Val? Who'd you have in there? Are we on air? Yeah, we're on air. Yeah, we're on air. I'm not tell you anything. Yeah, we already know. But we already know. When are you going to be able to tell everybody? Yes. When, make it when will the announcement, announcement be? It, 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 I don't we'll, want to say anything we'll, about it. We'll, we'll speculate. I, 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 I sent some photos out of yeah. 
of of, of, of somebody Studio in the mm. yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me yeah. uh, let me show. Era. I gotta let me log into Twitter so I can show people who are watching live right now what you. But uh, that's that's all I wanted to say about it. Yeah. We are we are continuing somebody, the Star Trek Online tradition of of, of Star Trek new. voice actors. Yeah. Somebody yes. new. We did a we didn't we did a video interview, and uh, we did a recording session, and it was awesome. By the way, Al's, uh Jay Galloway writes that uh, his kids love Risa. They cannot wait to meet the Cryptic Studios team at STLV this year. Oh, uh, I'm glad they love Risa. Oh, someone had a question about Risa last week about why there's no more night at Risa. Yeah, no, well, um, we no, we were just lamenting we it. We were lamenting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because well, of the, the new lighting, lighting system. system. The lighting. It's system. a new lighting, isn't it? Yeah, the new the new light I, I the new lighting. The new lighting system that makes the game prettier doesn't support that yet. So, mm. oh, oh yes. what, what, what? Back that up. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. What? I hope it does. What? Do you know it's really sad yes. because uh, it is really sad. Pe- people that people that I've talked to that have noticed, um, it's really sad. What do you do? Did I you rewrite all though. the accolades? Like, are they still there? You just can't get them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so until they and it's apparently uh, a pretty big deal for for the court. It's this this is something on the core team. It's not the, the STO team mm. that makes because there's the core team the made the the lighting engine for Cryptic, and uh, they just need to work on it. It's just apparently not free and not easy. So congratulations on the announcement of Magic the Gathering. Oh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Congrats, guys. Yeah. Congrats. That's. Um, you know, we had toyed. We, I mean, Ke- Kenna. I, I was. I had warned Kenna last week about like saying, "What, what was it, Kenna?" That we were talking. We were talking about Star oh, Trek. Yeah, whether like, there's, yeah, because we we're talking about an investment into Star Trek. I think we were talking about the mobile game. Right. Um, That's what triggered it. We triggered. We were like, yeah, "Oh, well, mobile." But we were talking oh, about because we were talking pocket in, starships and the, anyway. We were talking right. about investment yeah. in yeah. Star Trek Online. Um, the Star Trek Online. Is not in maintenance mode, right? Oh, absolutely like, no, not. No, oh, yeah, good, no, no, goodness, no. No, no. Um, I mean, we're what 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 does happen when we when we do stuff like this is we do move people from we we, we start moving people around the company, but we backfill. Um, so, you know, we're we're actually we're actually hiring a systems designer, a concept artist, effects artist, a content designer. We're hiring, of course, a an art director. So we're hiring all the people for the new project, and some of those people will go to Star Trek and Neverwinter, and some of those people will go directly to Magic. So, um, nice. if no, so it's just it's it's and it's usually better we put people on the existing projects because there's 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 it's a great place for them to to train mm. because yeah. there's a, there's huge a core of expertise and, around and and they can absorb the the they can absorb the um, you know the the, the slowdown if you got eight designers who are working on something that you already know how to make. We already know how to make content and, and powers and weapons for Star Trek. So we can put somebody new there and they can, uh, they can absorb the, you know, the new guy mm-hmm. until that person gets up to speed and learns the tools um, as opposed to a new project, which is much smaller and you need, you know, you need the best people and you need people to be able to use the tools quickly and experiment and iterate. So, um, and try to find new ways of doing things. So, so, but goodness, no. Um, I mean, you'll you'll see lots of great fun announcements for what's coming out. Uh, they, you nice. will not see any slowdown for the way that we release stuff, content, and things for for uh, like for Star Trek Online, including you know our new voice actors today. <laughs> right, right. So new, I, you know, it's coming I, back around, circling, circling. I am I am so disappointed that it's not another science fiction title. Well, I'm sorry to break I know. your heart. I know. You broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. I'm so hurt. But Magic the Gathering is, a, you know, I'm not, not going to talk about anything about it, but it's a no, no, huge, huge opportunity for... Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's another, it's another huge big, license. Great. That's a big yeah. IP license. Yeah. Well, yeah. and yeah, you guys big, take good care of IPs. Congrats, 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 congrats yeah. on that, seriously. Just yeah. take over yeah. the Matrix online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now it comes out. It's not. It's not sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah. It's not that there's not another science fiction IP. No, it's just that it's not the Matrix. No, That's come on, there's not. I mean, Star Trek Online is like the science fiction MMO, right? It's like mm. it's the one right now that you play. There's n- really no other. Of course it is. 
Like yeah. there's there's no other. Well, there's I mean, Swotor. The, the Eve, Eve, yeah, Swotor. Yeah, but kinda... that's that's more. It, that's... it does suck. Do I could never get into it. Is Star Wars science fiction? Oh, yeah. let's not get into that. Science fantasy. Yeah, let's not get into that. Right. So you we don't really have anything right now that's like deep science fiction kind of. Uh, what's that, what's that book that that they're that Netflix is turning into a series now? Um, carbon. The Expanse. No, Carbon. Something Carbon. But anyway, I digress. We need another like really good science fiction I MMO. I don't know. No, we don't. So, Altered don't Carbon. Yeah. Altered what, Carbon they, was the book. I hadn't heard mm. of it. Let's see what they do. With, let's see what they do with the Matrix. The new. I don't know what are they doing. Reboot, prequel, sequel. No, nothing, it's... nothing's officially announced. Nope, nothing's officially announced yet. It's just been. It's oh, just been the Wachowskis are uh, free now. Now that Sensei, it's been canceled. Yeah, so. no. Uh, Al AJ Biega had asked in the Facebook chat um, if there are any plans for a TNG anniversary celebration in some way, shape, or form. I don't know if you can answer that or if we should save that for Rakosa when he comes we, on later this month. We will do something that I will not talk about. Show the back of a head of someone who's. Yeah, from TNG. Yes, there, there you go. that's right. A little, a little bit of the cuff, a little bit of at a least, wrist cuff. At least one character Uh-oh. from TNG. Oh, he's showing something. What's there going go. on? Wait, there it is. Oh, oh, he's giving, he's giving us the view. That's right. Um, <laughs> he's teasing, he's teasing Patrick Stewart. Oh right, he's teasing, yes. Yeah, he's teasing Patrick Stewart right now. That's right. That's what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys. Oh wait, Al, are you going to be at Vegas this year? We're like a month I am and a half be away. In Vegas. Um, uh, I, I haven't, I, uh, I haven't bought my plane ticket yet, but I probably, I, I'm not going to be there the whole time, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there part of the time. All righty. Well, captains, thank you so much you guys for listening. There, right? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Ken and I will definitely be there. Uh, me probably. We have yeah, we're not. We haven't. We it's under wraps right now. We're still. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we can't we talk can't, about that. We can't talk about that right, right now. Nothing's been announced. We're gonna, so. we're gonna be. Yeah. We're gonna be very. <laughs> we're gonna be very cryptic about it. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, captains. So, captains, thank you so much for listening to the live recording of episode 322. Right, 322 for the fifth Forever time. One podcast. We'll see you next week, same bat time, same bat channel, in honor of Adam West. Well, that wraps up episode 322 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. For more great podcasts like Mission Log and Women at Warp, visit podcast.roddenberry.com. Before we go, here's a reminder of what our community questions are for this week. How do you launch Star Trek Online? And if we were to host a panel at Star Trek Las Vegas this year, what would you like to see us do? Captains, you know that we love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, or tweet at us via at PriorityOnePod. If you happen to be a brand new listener to the show, we want you to introduce yourself to us, please. We want to know how you found us and what you've enjoyed about the show so far. Don't miss a thing from the world of Star Trek. Catch our episodes every Monday by pointing your favorite podcast app to feeds.priorityonepodcast.com. You can even join in on the fun while we record our episodes live on Thursday nights at around 11 p.m. Eastern. Keep an eye on our social media channels for details. And if that wasn't enough, you can join us in Star Trek Online in the Priority One Armada. If you're interested, just head over to PriorityOneArmada.com and sign up today. This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our patrons through Patreon.com. Find out more and add your support at Patreon.com forward slash Priority One. Even if you can't make a financial contribution, please help spread the word about the show and invite your fellow Trekkies. It's your support that keeps us going. And don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency Podcast at GuardFrequency.com. Covering the world of space sims, including Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, Descent Underground, and many more. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is the logical choice. Thanks to our audio team, led by Michael McDonald, with assistance from Brandon Parker and Jake Morgan. And of course, with support from Midnight Shadow 7 of Hollow Sweet Media. Speaking of Jake Morgan, a big thanks to him for spearheading all of our social media endeavors. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. Thanks to associate producer, Navy Boat Slew, for his support via Patreon.com. 
But most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, and our listeners. Because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. This is Elijah, intro, sync one. This is Kenna, intro, sync two. This is Tony, intro, sync three. Oh, I was waiting for winters. Oh, <laughs> oh the oh. one time you wait for winters. <laughs> and not hey. 220,000 silver. <laughs> silver. I think that might actually be silver. how it's pronounced. Yeah, silver. It's like or the Razer Black Widow Chroma version 2 keyboard will cost you 220,000. <laughs> 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 it's just adding Now in preparation, I want to add a Z to everything. <laughs> Welcome Meeks to Z acting. Priority One's uh, podcast. <laughs> a Zeratenberry. Now over to Jace with another lit... Lip trick. <laughs> oh so, yeah! Every week, every week you said to be ancestral. Yes. We are lit. <laughs> Cheer the stream, everybody. But I gotta put my finger. It takes over, a lot of juice. I gotta put my finger over the camera because I'm in my underpants. <laughs> Jesus you know, we always joke about that. That's always a joke with every podcaster, video blogger, even news camera, and even you know news announcer people. It's never ever actually true. I am I'm real. I feel fortunate to be here tonight when it was actually true. I I'm grateful for this it's, it's, in ways that true. I can't explain. <laughs>